0: Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, may the Lord give you his peace. Amen? Amen. Following the homily today, we will show our annual House of Charities video and do our annual appeal. So uh, you'll have the cards in the pew for that momentarily. And good job to JD with the cantering. I think that's the first time I've heard you canter. I did notice. Nice to have a young boy's voice. The German physicist Max Planck was first to articulate quantum theory, which earned him the Nobel Prize in 1918. Quantum theory greatly increased our knowledge of the atomic and subatomic world. Max Planck was clearly a genius. But despite his great genius, Planck was smart enough to recognize the power of a higher intelligence in the universe and also the ultimate limit of human reason. Listen to Planck's own words. And I quote, all matter originates and exists only by virtue of a force. We must assume behind this force the existence of a conscious and intelligent mind. The mind, this mind, is the matrix of all matter. And in another place he writes, science cannot solve the ultimate mystery of nature. And this is because in the last analysis, we ourselves are part of the mystery we are trying to solve. Max Planck is counted among the smartest people who ever lived. Yet Planck displayed none of the arrogance of those high-minded intellectual elites who mistakenly reduced the capacity for human knowledge to their own minds. Such elites, do not believe that between the limits of rationality and irrationality lies the realm of what we call mystery. Mystery. In contrast, Planck grasped that that every proof opens the floodgate of new mysteries. That science, faith, and indeed everything swims in an ocean of mystery. The words of Winston Churchill from 1939 can rightly be applied to all of reality. It is a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. But the fact that something is a mystery in no way makes it less true or real, much less opposed to human reason. To sum up Max Planck's observation, we can simply say that neither the natural nor the supernatural realm can escape the purview of mystery. Natural mysteries are enshrined in all of creation. Supernatural mysteries make up the deposit of faith as revealed by God himself. That is what we call divine revelation. Both, however, lead us along different pathways to Almighty God. But all truth is from God. So there can be no real conflict between reason and revelation. The Catechism of the Catholic Church is consistent with Planck's observation that within creation lies a natural mystery of divine intelligence to discover. And I read for you paragraph 295 from the Catechism. We believe that God created the world according to His wisdom. It is not the product of any necessity whatever, nor of blind fate or chance. We believe that it proceeds from God's free will. He wanted to make his creatures, that's us, share in his being wisdom and goodness. Scripture says, For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Therefore the psalmist exclaims, O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all, and the Lord is good to all. His compassion is over all that he has made. The first Vatican Council, not the second one, but the first one. There was a first one before the second one. The first Vatican Council sums up the church's teaching regarding supernatural, that is, revealed mysteries. Vatican I solemnly defined that there are true mysteries, dogmas of faith, that cannot be understood or demonstrated by natural reason. Hidden in God, such mysteries cannot be known unless divinely revealed. By their nature, such absolute mysteries transcend a created mind. No created human intellect can be elevated to the point where it will have absolute comprehensive knowledge of God. Vatican I further points out that human beings naturally seek to understand divine revelation. Through the God-given gift of faith, we can indeed attain some level of real understanding of mysteries, which in themselves always remain inexhaustible. The key point is twofold. On the one hand, those high-minded geniuses who reject religious faith on the grounds that it relies on mysteries, ironically reject reason itself. All knowledge ultimately swims in an ocean of mystery. At the same time, we do well to deepen our appreciation of the mysteries revealed by God, just like we seek to better understand the mysteries of the world around us. We do not simply stop, draw a red line when forced to contend with mystery. As Catholics, it's the very reality of mystery that spurs us on, not unlike a good scientist. As Saint Anselm declared, faith seeks understanding. In fact, The Catechism of the Catholic Church uses the word mystery 240 times in total. The deposit of faith may be summed up in one single word, mystery. Two weeks ago, we focused on the fact that God has revealed his saving mystery in his living word, Jesus Christ. His oral teaching, his deeds, is the fullness of divine revelation The Bible, that is the written word of God, and sacred tradition, that is what has been handed on from Christ through the apostles and bishops for 2,000 years, together constitute one single deposit of faith. Together they teach us the fullness of what is necessary for our salvation. The Bible, as the inerrant word of God, is itself a mystery. The infallibility of church teaching, 2,000 years old and continuing, is a mystery. Mystery is inseparable from our Catholic faith. Mystery demands a personal response. So last week, we focused on our common call to uncommon virtue, to Christian virtue that goes beyond mere common decency. We're all called to holiness, to become saints. That is our human response to God's loving initiative in revealing himself to us. In view of this weekend's readings, we are are looping back to consider mystery as a catechetical teaching point. The readings call to mind light and darkness. Light burst forth triumphantly through the darkness, just like faith, just like Christ's faithful people in a dark world. Jesus is the light of the world. And to the extent that you live faithful lives as Christians, you too are the light of the world. Each and every Christian must shine his or her own unique light as a mystery of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, St. Paul is a shining example of one who proclaimed the mystery of God, not by human power or means, but by the demonstration of spirit and power. That is, by the power of the holiness of his life. St. Paul's illustrious life is a living demonstration of what it means to be transformed by the mystery of Almighty God. Transformed from a man who is breathing dark, murderous threats against the church, transformed into the light of the world. But St. Paul's transformation isn't meant to be an isolated Christian experience. All of us are meant to be transformed by the mysteries of our Catholic faith. Throughout this year, we will continue learning about many Christian mysteries. Suffice it for now to briefly call your attention to three aspects of the Christian mystery, just to introduce them. First, the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches us that the central mystery of our faith is the mystery of God himself. God has revealed himself as one divine being who is three divine persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the eternal Son of God took to himself our human nature in the womb of the blessed Virgin Mary. The mystery of God is taught in the dogmas of the most holy trinity and the incarnation. (laughs) Liturgically each year the church celebrates these mysteries on the Annunciation, which is the twenty fifth of March, which was when the angel announced to Mary that she would be the Virgin Mother of God and the Word became flesh literally in her womb on that day. Throughout the Christmas season, which we recently ended, we celebrate the incarnation that Jesus was born into the world. And on Trinity Sunday, after Easter, we celebrate, of course, the Trinity the central mystery of our faith might be summed up in the biblical words, for God so loved the world. The second mystery that the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches us about is called the Paschal Mystery. The Paschal Mystery is our focus throughout Lent and Easter, which is just on the horizon now, including the Ascension Thursday. Paschal Mystery takes us deeper into the profound depths of God's love for us in Jesus Christ, who suffered, died, and was buried, who resurrected on the third day, and who ascended into heaven. As he ascended, Jesus sent his church into the world to extend his saving work until the end of time. The Paschal mystery might be summed up in the biblical words, no greater love. Third, The Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches us about the seven sacred mysteries. Any guesses what they may be? The Greek word mysterion translates into Latin, sacramentum, or simply sacrament in English. Accordingly, the seven sacraments are the seven sacred mysteries. Sacraments, I'm sorry, or simply the seven sacraments. Each sacrament is an efficacious source of God's grace in our lives. Each sacrament signifies some aspect of God's saving work in our life. Each sacrament signifies God's saving work in our lives, and each sacrament applies to our souls the very grace that is signified. Today's gospel comes to mind. Let your light shine before all. Three interrelated aspects of one great mystery, our Catholic faith. Taken together, they reveal the mystery of the one true God, the mystery of his profound paschal love for us, and the transforming power of sacramental grace in our lives, if if we cooperate through lives of prayer and practical discipleship. Our faith is inseparable from mystery. But our faith is not darkness a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. The lived faith of every Christian is the light of the world, the demonstration of the spirit and power of Almighty God. May your light break forth like the noonday sun. Amen? Amen. So I invite you now to watch attentively the House of Charities video for 2020.